Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about cybersecurity investments in the COVID-19 marketplace and the pandemic. It's my pleasure, my privilege to be speaking with Alberto Japez. He is the co-founder and managing director of ForgePoint Capital. Alberto, thank you so much for taking time to join me today. Tom, thank you very much, and it's great to see you after the RSA conference. It's hard to believe the RSA was only three weeks ago. It seems like a decade ago in some ways. So much has changed. You and I sat down at RSA and we talked about the health of the cybersecurity investment marketplace. How have your views on the marketplace changed over the past three weeks? Well, you know, we're living in unprecedented times. Uh, I think uh, there's the fear of the unknown uh, is what makes us, and brings a lot of uncertainty. But reality, I think the world is facing something that we still don't necessarily know the impact. We've seen the impact on the financial markets and the stock market. And specifically, to answer your question, I think we need to look at, first of all, how the financial markets have reacted to company valuations and specifically public company valuations. Then how that changes in what is the impact to private company valuations. And then also, let's also analyze a little bit of what's going on from the buyers of technology and buyers of cybersecurity, and also look at, at what's going on with the threat environment. So let me state the obvious. Valuations have been slashed by a third or more. We've seen companies that have lost multiple hundreds of millions of market caps, uh, market capitalization, just or, or billions of dollars in the case of Apple and and Amazon and so on. So there's a, there's a resetting in, of the market. And uh, those public valuations are, are impacting private company valuations. So as a venture capitalist, oftentimes when we decide to make investments, we always look at, at public comparables. So I would say valuations in the private market are also being adjusted very fast. And I say many of my fellow investors are maybe wait and see attitude rather than jumping in and doing new investments. I think the, the funding environment is going to get a lot more tougher for entrepreneurs. Uh, still, there will be funding and there will be great companies get built during the recessionary times, but I would say valuations are they're going to normalize. Let's just talk about it. But also, let's talk about the market readjustment in the public companies are impacting companies in their ability to invest. So a lot of banks, a lot of financial institutions, a lot of travel, the airlines, you know, even though they have projects for new IT capabilities, digital transformation, they're looking very hard at their budgets and they're trying to figure out what are the must-have initiatives that technology is going to help them to be more efficient, but other things are going to get canceled. We're already seeing in several of our portfolio companies that they're projecting certain level of attainment in, in sales that orders are being put on hold. Companies, the buyers are, are, are freezing their budgets and therefore uh, it's gonna get tough. So uh, there's gonna be uh, a need to realign the expectations of what is gonna be the sales uh, attainment for a lot of the portfolio companies. And therefore, uh, what is the impact to cybersecurity? And that's the fourth area. So we talked about public company valuations, private company valuations, companies that buy the, the valuations have been impacted and the ability to invest in technology is no longer what it was three weeks ago. 
And so on the other hand, what really makes cybersecurity unique is the fact that the threat actors are taking advantage of the pandemic and the confusion that it, and crisis that exists. We've seen a, a you know, just to remind you, Force Point Capital is, a, is a exclusively investing in cybersecurity. We have 19 portfolio companies, soon to be 20 and 21. We have two uh, companies on term sheet that we hope to close in the next 60 days. But out of that set, we've seen that, that the threat, the activity for ransomware, the activity for a, for business email compromise, the activity, the, the sophistication of attacks are, are going, are, has increased. Unfortunately, many of those attacks are going to healthcare organizations, to hospitals, because they know that if, if they don't have the systems operational, they won't be able to deal with emergencies. But it's really, it's really sad because you know they have bigger priorities to saving lives. Now they have to be able to figure out their computer systems are completely you know, frozen, their operational capabilities have been attacked and, and hampered. Therefore, the attack vector is actually, we've seen an increased volume and sophistication of attacks. Therefore, we have a view at Forge Point that cybersecurity will continue to be one of the most important investments in a new world order, because companies are gonna have to fend off some of those increased volume and sophistication of attacks but also adjust to a new reality. You and I are working from home. We used to be in our office. What does it mean to work from home? How are we accessing our network? How are we accessing our servers? We have to have our information. Somebody can be listening to what we have in our Wi-Fi networks and so on. So the infrastructure for remote collaboration, which may be a new reality and will be a new normal, I know, Many companies in our portfolios subscribe to the distributed work environments, but the reality is that now it's not going to be a nice to have, it's a must have. Sorry for making a long you know, perspective. I always like to give you context. It's not just a, a simple yes answer, but I think there's huge implications on the market right now in what it means to cybersecurity and what it means to companies that have lost market capitalizations and their ability to invest. Alberto, we aren't living in soundbite times. And as you say, you've got the, it's got to be the largest remote workforce we have ever seen. That's not going to end anytime soon. So we've created the biggest attack surface that the adversary community has ever seen. Yes. And, you know, we, we are all trying to adjust to that new reality because we're trying to try to conduct business as usual, but you know, how do you keep an engagement, a meaningful engagement with customers? And how do you keep it a meaningful engagement with your teams? Because now we're all remote and we don't have the benefit to work to somebody else's office. As a team, we have instituted stand-ups and, uh, and, and, and huddles uh, three times a week because we need to know that people are okay, their well-being is important for us, but at the same time, they were all working all these initiatives and, and not to lose momentum. Uh, we're very fortunate and lucky. Everybody is healthy. Everybody is, is productive. But at the same time, as you recall, when we talked uh, three weeks ago, we had just announced that we had just closed our latest fund, which was a $450 million fund exclusively invested in cybersecurity. 
uh, you know, you would be better lucky than, than good. We, our timing was perfect. So we're in the market looking for innovative companies and trying to invest to make sure we create the next generation leaders in the market. In, re in recessionary times, you, you see new companies emerge because they become more efficient, more nimble, really focus on what matters, which is the customer. And uh, I think we're going to see great companies emerge out of this crisis. Alberto, what are the trends you're going to pay most attention to as the crisis unfolds over the next weeks and even months? You know, when we talked uh, three weeks ago, I, I was telling you that, you know, we talk about the cybersecurity market and how all these different sectors and segments are growing or becoming important. But, you know, I, I said there's a parallel universe emerging, which is the cyber intelligence market, which is not a subset of cybersecurity. It's actually a parallel universe because while cybersecurity cares about devices, applications, IP addresses, uh, certain data or, or servers, cyber intelligence is about people, about companies, about brands, about you know intellectual property. And I think the biggest trend that we're going to monitor is that the activity in not only in the in the broad social web and the broad surface web and see what's going on, what are the new trends that are emerging. You know, still the number one issue in, in cyber attacks is uh, email, phishing, uh, business email compromise. People, the, 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 the bad actors are using artificial intelligence and machine learning to get more sophisticated about trying to be more effective in attacking you, not just phishing, but spear phishing, targeting Tom, targeting Alberto, and see how they portray that they, they are the ones that are supposed to, to be and eventually try to take over somebody's account. And when you think you're dealing with a customer or a supplier, they'll be trying to funnel money to the different accounts and so on, and, and, and unsuspected users will click in the wrong URLs and open the wrong attachments, and they're going to get compromised. And they won't see the immediate effect, but some people will see ransomware. So we're really monitoring that end user. We always say that the biggest weak, the weak link is the human firewall. I think we, we as individuals are the biggest targets, you know, networks and, and devices and all the, the, the sensors that we put in may detect things, but as individuals, sometimes we make, we do things that we think they're right and we are the ones that we compromise. So we're gonna see just the, what are the, the new types of attacks? What are the new attack vectors? And, uh, and really try to figure out how we could collectively, now with our existing portfolio, but finding for those new companies that are really addressing these core issues and trying to see how we can do it more effective. And that's it as well, being delivered in a way that is easy to consume, the days of the high touch selling and the fact that I need to go set up my, my server and, and take two, three, four weeks to get approval counts or approval value, are pretty much gone. I think we need to figure out, entrepreneurs need to build products that are easy to consume, easy to deploy, easy to implement, and therefore thinking always as a user center, uh, as, a, as a, the user as a center of design of what they do. So I think we're gonna look for those signals on the attack vectors, but also how we can identify not only this new innovative companies and try to be part of their journey by being their investors, but at the same time influencing our existing portfolio companies to 
to maybe begin, instead of adding new features, making the products easy to consume, easy to deploy, and deliver us the service. So given how the world has changed over the past three weeks, presumably that's the advice you're giving to your portfolio companies now. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. As you know, I, I, was, I, I was an entrepreneur before I became an investor. I ran three different cybersecurity companies. And, you know, you need to uh, realign, you know, your expectations, be, be, be pragmatic and see what's really happening, how it's impacting your ability to uh, generate revenues and sales. And therefore, you need to realign, realign your, your, your spend structure. You also need to focus on your employees because without them and without their well-being, you won't be able to create value. How do you make them productive? How do you make sure that they don't, they're not worried about their well-being so they can take care of their families but at the same time create a tremendous value for you? But at the end of the day, business is about customers. Business is about Successful businesses are about happy customers. So really emphasize to our portfolio companies and in, in, in new service security entrants that they really need to focus on the customer and the value they provide. Without customers, there's no business. And we're going to unfortunately see that some, some companies will not be able to convince customers or to have the success with the customer. They may not necessarily be as lucky and as successful as they thought they were going to be. So really focus on customer success. And, you know, in, in the time of renewal, they will remember who was next to them, who helped them through the crisis, and they're going to renew products for people that really focus on customer success. As you know, it's easier to sell to an existing customer than a new customer. The other thing we're, that we're recommending entrepreneurs is that don't assume there may be some layoffs. We've already seen some statistics about how, how reduction in force are being implemented in different industries, but people, companies are not going to have enough resources. We always talk about the shortage of qualified cybersecurity professionals. But uh, I think you need, companies are going to have to take uh, own to the fact that it's not just about selling the technology and letting the, the customer figure out how to use it. It has to be a services-led engagement. We need to provide the, the ability, the capability, the qualified resources for people to implement their solutions to augment and complement their existing teams, because they're going to have less people. They're being, a, being asked to do more with less, and they're looking for suppliers that are really going to have, not only do I have this product or value, but I, I have the ability to help you and bring people that are experts to help you do that, and ideally help you remotely manage. So we'll see uh, an increased demand of, uh, you know, security managed manage services that people will, will expect and trust uh, suppliers, I think, uh, companies that have or they are prepared to be uh, uh, deliver us a service uh, would, would have a lot of success. That said, you know, uh, reassessing sales and marketing priorities, you know, instead of attending events and so on, you're going to have to do uh, more work through social media to figure out how you reach and create more meaningful content, videos. Uh, workshops, learnings, sharing, uh, communities, building communities, learn a lot from the open source world where communities help each other and, and drive. And as well, in, 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 in some people say, well, you should cut your research and development. Just on the contrary, you should invest because there would be competitors, perhaps established companies, public companies that 
one time had a lot of discretionary spend to put into R&D, now you're going to be able to be ahead because if you have the differentiation and since people are not buying and, and the big players are not unable to invest in innovation, you're going to get ahead. So I would say the areas to invest are in R&D and differentiation and customer success and realign your expenses and your way of doing business and, uh, and doing that. That's in a sense we have met and we're continuing to meet with all our portfolio companies and trying to help them to adjust to a new reality and see how we can help them. And we're also encouraging to share among the 19 portfolio companies, you had 19 CMOs, 19 BPO marketings talking to each other and saying, these work for me, these didn't work for me. And they're trying to bring together their resources so that they can they can try to leverage and waste that they can reach the customer and make sure their customers are successful. Alberto, we've talked a lot about the customers. What's your message to the customers of these security products and services? The customers, are discerning and they are looking for partners. And I think first and foremost, you need to look for companies that are willing to work with you, make you successful, and don't look at the near-term benefit, given your constrained resources. So there's lots of companies out there, nimble companies, not the established brands that you may have in the past uh, work with, uh, they're more willing to work closely with you to help you bring value, to help you help them build their new, the, the new capability in photo roadmaps, you, you become a design partner. So I would say trust the fact that the innovation economy is alive and well, and given the cycles of innovation, you will see new companies emerge as leaders and, and their venture funds like First Point Capital that will support them to their to their logical life cycle and just give them a chance. Alberto, there are three legs to this stool. There are the entrepreneurs you talked about, the customers, and there are the investors. What's your message to the investors that support your efforts? There's two sets, my co-investors and the investors in my fund, right? For my co-investors, look, I, I, I'm very lucky to work with tremendous groups and, and we see eye to eye and, 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 you know, we need to try to support our companies in a in hard time. I know we have to make some hard decisions, but uh, I guess support and make sure that don't lose, don't be just too short term oriented. There, there's, a, there's a big opportunity to, to, for a big uh, payout later where we show the commitment to our existing portfolio companies. For the investors in funds, which I think that was the question you were asking, limited partners have a full portfolio of where to invest. Typically, they invest in hard assets like real estate and public equities, you know, like the stock market, which is probably one of the areas that they are not <laughs> very happy with. And, and perhaps it's going to be hard to see when, when is it going to recover. And they have mutual funds. But there's these private equity uh, uh, ability to invest, and many of them they have a very diversified portfolio. I would venture to say that your private equity investments is probably the one that is probably going to be the one that is going to demonstrate that it's going to probably make greater returns um, as we get out of the crisis. Uh, uh, venture capital is it's a I think the U.S. If we step back and look in the big picture in the global economy. The U.S. is exporting innovation, and one one thing that is different about the U.S. is this venture community and venture 
in, in this ecosystem around the, it's not just the venture capitals, but it's the lawyers, the accountants, the, the auditors and all that, and the entrepreneurs and academic institutions and government all working in this innovation economy. So I would say this is a great time to park your money in, 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 in venture capital funds. They are specifically focused on, in, in the specific areas. They have demonstrated success and they'll probably provide, you know, outside returns, even, uh, you know, even the life, life cycle sort of returns. Alberto, we're living in times that neither of us has ever seen before. What gives you optimism? You know, we reflected um, and, and we, we, we lived through, Tom, you and I probably lived through some of the challenges we have in the late 80s and in the year 2000 where the, the dot-com bubble shortly after 9-11 when we thought we were recovering, we went down again and we went to 2008 uh, again with the, the whole financial crisis. What gives me hope is the fact that great companies were built during those times. What gives me hope about cybersecurity, we, we, one of the questions we had to answer to our uh, limited partners when they were doing due diligence in, 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 in Force Point and also cybersecurity, we showed them that there was not a high degree of correlation that the effect that the market had on in cybersecurity uh, software. Uh, actually, um, we, I had some statistics. The downturn in the U.S. economy started in the mid-2000s did not have an appreciable effect in the security software market, which grew 25% to $3.3 billion in, in, in the year 2000, up from 22% in 1999. Furthermore, these figures, so there's this hope. What I was trying to tell you is that there's sectors of, of the economy that are going to be uh, pillars for success and support. And we believe that uh, and they're going to be key areas of investment and cybersecurity happens to be one of those because the threat vector and sophistication of uh, cyber attacks in nation states are only going to increase. And uh, companies that, that protect their, custom, their, their customers, their suppliers and employees uh, and take this serious and proactively see who, who's trying to attack them and are going to do well. So I, 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 my message is, uh, that what gives me hope is we've seen this before. There's an end, there's, there are cycles, and I think great leaders are going to emerge after we, we go through this. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cognizant that a lot of people are not as lucky as we are, Tom, and I hope that they're dealing with what we have and we need to be responsible with what's happening in the world. Very well said. Alberto, as always, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Tom, it's always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Again, I've been speaking with Alberto Japez. He is the co-founder and managing director with ForgePoint Capital. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.